This is 10 Minutes of Science, a Women in Ophthalmology initiative supported by Johnson & Johnson. We have invited ophthalmologists who are leaders in their field to discuss a journal article of their choice. My name is Robin Troutbeck. I'm here with Claire Fraser. Claire is an Associate Professor of Neuro-Ophthalmology at the Save Sight Institute, University of Sydney. She consults at St Vincent's Hospital, Sydney Eye Hospital and Macquarie University Hospital, as well as working privately. Her research was awarded an Ophthalmic Institute of Australia grant and has won several international awards. Hi, Claire. Hi, Robin. Thanks for having me on your podcast today. Can you start by telling us which paper you have chosen and why you have selected it? Yes, I've chosen a paper from JAMA Neurology, which is called The Effectiveness of Bariatric Surgery versus Community Weight Management Intervention for the Treatment of Idiopathic Intracranial Hypertension, a Randomized Clinical Trial. We tend to use the abbreviation IIHWT when we're referring to this paper, because uh, otherwise that title is a little bit of a mouthful. Um, The reason I've chosen this paper is because, well, firstly, the authors are a really well-respected group of neurologists and neuro-ophthalmologists from England. They were the first group to publish a randomized uh, clinical trial looking at weight loss in idiopathic intracranial hypertension. And this is the long-awaited and much larger follow-up study looking at community weight loss in bariatric surgery. And the reason I've chosen this article is because hopefully we all know now that the risk factor for idiopathic intracranial hypertension is weight gain. We also now know that obesity rates are rising rapidly across many of the countries, and particularly Australia, probably not helped by the recent COVID lockdowns either. And we also know that weight loss is really the only cure that we have for IAH. So this is the first big trial to really examine those weight loss techniques in the population and to give us clinicians some guidance on how to talk to our patients about the ways that they should go about their weight loss to bring about a remission or a cure for their IAH to prevent vision loss, blindness and uh, severe headaches. Great. So how did they go about the trial? Yes, it's a really good question. So it was a randomised trial over about a five-year period And they took women with active IIH with papilledema on clinical examination. All of the women had a body mass index of over 35. So just to give you an example, that's the same as a person who is about 165 centimetres or 5 foot 5 tall, weighing over 95 kilos. The patients were then randomised on a one-to-one basis to bariatric surgery or a community weight loss intervention through the Weight Watchers. The patients were assessed using uh, lumbar puncture opening pressure as the uh, primary outcome measure, but they also looked at visual acuity, visual field mean deviation, quality of life, as well as headache scores using uh, severity scores, frequency and analgesia use. And so their main aim of this study was to see if bariatric surgery was superior to community weight loss in maintaining the weight loss required to induce the remission of IAH. And what they were looking for was to see if they could find a reduction of lumbar puncture opening pressure of five centimetres of water or more. And the patients were allowed to have whichever bariatric surgery their local hospital was going to provide uh, based on the patient's risk factors and the surgical expertise. 
So most of them had uh, a gastric bypass and others underwent banding or a sleeve gastrectomy. And all the patients were allowed to have Diamox uh, acetazolamide as their standard of care decided by the treating team based on their risk for vision loss uh, and their headache severity. So they looked, they gave these patients uh, either this weight loss surgery or this community weight loss intervention and then looked at them at 12 months and 24 months, uh, primarily with a lumbar puncture. Claire, can you tell us what the community weight loss involved, weight loss program involved? What was really interesting is the weight loss program was actually the formal Weight Watchers uh, program that you might be familiar with. And this is much better than sending people off to just go and randomly uh, go on a diet and an exercise at home because Weight Watchers has that accountability. It has uh, tracking. It has regular meetings. And and so there's a lot of community support within the Weight Watchers groups uh, that give people a lot more uh, accountability uh, for their weight yes. loss efforts. Uh, so while it was uh, just a community intervention, it, it was a, a, a participatory uh, program. So much better than a patient just trying to lose weight by themselves. If you send these patients off and just tell them to go and lose weight, it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> really difficult. Yeah. I've just got one more question about the methods. Were the patients treatment naive or had they already received treatment for some time before being enrolled in the trial? Uh, so the patients uh, were not necessarily treatment naive, but they all still met the criteria with an elevated opening pressure of 35 centimetres of water at enrolment. Yeah. Um, and they all had active papilledema or active IIH at the time of enrolment. They had to have... Um, One of the criteria also was that they had not succeeded in losing or maintaining weight uh, prior to uh, enrolment in the trial. Yeah, so you weren't just lining them up for significant surgery before they tried to lose weight. Yes, the ethics of this this trial would have been quite hard to to get through any of the committees. Had they not already tried to lose weight themselves. Mm. So what did their results show? Well, the trial was powered to look at uh, reduction in lumbar puncture opening pressure. And what they found was that the patients who were in the bariatric surgery group, they had a mean drop of uh, lumbar puncture opening pressure about from 35 down to 26 centimetres of water. So that's a really significant drop. And particularly if you think that, well, remember that normal intracranial pressure is 25 or less. So they've gone from very elevated at 35 down to close to normal at 26. However, the patients who um, were on the weight loss uh, section, uh, their intracranial pressure did not drop significantly between the two uh, time points at opening, which was again 35. Their, their intracranial pressure only dropped to 32, and that was actually not a statistically significant drop uh, for them over that 12-month period. The patients in the surgical arm uh, managed to lose uh, about 9 kilos in weight over a one-year period compared to only 25 kilos in the community weight loss group. And what was even better was that those in the surgical um, at the 24-month period had continued to lose weight down to, uh, they were dropped about 11.3 kilos on average compared to those in the community weight loss that over 24 months only lost three and a half kilos, which would be very disappointing if you were on that program. So there was a significant weight loss uh, that was sustained and that was associated with a significant drop in CSF pressure. 
any change to the um, vision and fields, headaches? No. So whilst papilledema improved in both groups, uh, the visual field changes uh, did also improve but weren't significantly different. Headache impact scores uh, was not significantly different either, but the trial wasn't powered to look for this difference. Yes. What they did show was that the quality of life was better in the surgical group. So the patients who lost a lot more weight obviously had much better quality of life. They could probably participate in you know, sports with their children and other health issues such as blood pressure, sleep apnea would have probably improved as well. But they didn't specifically look at those individual points. They just looked at overall quality of life. So they concluded by saying that the findings of the trial do support the use of bariatric surgery as an effective treatment for weight loss for people with a body mass index of over 35, and it it resulted in a reduction of CSF opening pressure, uh, which is the main marker of intracranial hypertension, and they had an improved uh, quality of life. Um, What was important was that these effects lasted for at least uh, 24 months. And I think for us, this is really important because in Australia, those with a body mass index of 35 to 39 with a weight-related health issue like IAH, they are eligible for Medicare-funded procedures. However, Medicare doesn't fully cover the costs of the procedure and private health insurance is still needed. And even with top health cover, there is still a gap. There are only 22 hospitals in Australia who are performing bariatric procedures and only 10 of those hospitals actually have a decent caseload. So only 6% of weight loss procedures are done in the public system and this has huge implications for equity of access, particularly across the socioeconomic spectrum. So I think that this trial will give us further information uh, to help lobby for uh, weight loss procedures uh, within the public health system and better Medicare cover But what it also does for us as clinicians is gives us that really good evidence that weight loss is resulting in significant improvements of intracranial pressure uh, for these patients. And so weight loss is the primary management to bring these patients under control and into remission. So is this going to change your practice, Claire? It sounds like there's a bit of um, lobbying or things to do, things to do with the government to improve access to, to bariatric surgery. It means certainly from an advocacy perspective, uh, there's there are things that will need to be done. Um, and fortunately, there has now been a clinical framework for obesity services released, and hopefully we can start to get IAH on the picture for that. In terms of in my clinic itself, um, I've long uh, been advocating to my patients for 10 to 15% weight loss as part of their management. And I always tell them that Diamox or whatever we do is only there to prevent uh, vision loss and reduce their headaches while they go about what they need to do to lose weight. And we talk about diet, we talk about exercise, we talk about the new medications, Saxenda, Azempic, Metformin, control of any metabolic syndrome. But I think what this trial will do is give me more courage to suggest bariatric Mm. surgery as a weight loss measure because in the past I guess in my mind it seemed like a very invasive procedure to do uh, you know to put someone up for the surgical intervention Uh, but what I hadn't mentioned was they actually only had a a, they had a less than one percent complication rate um, which is a much better 
complication rate when you compare that to neurosurgical interventions such as yes. uh, shunting or stenting. So I think as a surgical intervention, if you've got time, uh, I will feel much more confident in recommending the patients who have the means to access bariatric surgery that they really take that into consideration. Thanks, Claire. We hope our patients with IIH will soon be able to access bariatric surgery. Thanks for coming today. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on 10 Minutes of Science. See you next time.